What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here, courtesy of our friends over at Fantasy Alarm and here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. What's up, Adam? We've gone through it, man. I mean, yesterday's debate. Uh, if you guys missed yesterday's episode, Adam and I debated uh, the utilization of divisions in fantasy and whether or not they are fine or they're not. I put the poll up late. Right now, it's basically a 50-50 split right now. Um, 50.9% say divisions are stupid. 49.1% say divisions are fine. So right now, you've got the edge, Adam. You've got oh, the barely, edge. please. We need a bigger sample before we judge but uh i i guess you implored a lot of people in your league to vote is what i'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> guys guys you gotta vote on this on this poll please 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 you gotta help it's very me. important we need to be pro divisions <laughs> well you guys can follow me at roto buzz guy you can follow adam at adam ronis on twitter uh, you can find that poll and uh, and put a little vote on it there. Let us know what you thought about that. But today it's a uh, it's a brand new day, Adam, and it's all about waivers. That's right. We got to talk. We we, we kind of ta- tapped into a little bit during our recap of which players uh, stood out the most. But I mean, let's get specific here today. Let's talk about the uh, the the ones who we want. Um. That, that we're looking to pick up and let's start off with streaming quarterbacks uh, and, uh, and use that as like our, our tipping off point here. Uh, some, in, <clears throat> excuse me, some interesting names, <clears throat> excuse me, geez. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some interesting names just to kind of take a look at um, Teddy Bridgewater. Here's your favorite, the revenge game narrative. Uh, he's at new Orleans. Uh, Carson Wentz, probably dropped by a number of people. Uh, he's taken on the Giants. Justin Herbert uh, against Jacksonville if you're playing in a shallow league. And then Ryan Tannehill, uh, for the same token, nobody believes in him. He's up against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, if Herbert's available, it's him. It's not even close. Uh, and I think he has a lot of value the rest of the year with the way he's played and the way the schedule's shaping up. And then this week against Jacksonville. And he could be available since he was on bye last week. And sometimes in the more shallow formats, people worry about that week. They'll look ahead. But Herbert Bree won. I find it hard to believe that Tannehill's still available, but he would be second. I know it's Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh is really vulnerable against the pass. I know we didn't see it this week. Cleveland could have taken advantage of it, but we saw Philly put up points on them two weeks ago with a banged up offensive line. Uh, and then uh, I guess Bridgewater would be third. Don't love him. Uh, and Wentz, the Giants defense has actually been pretty good this year. I know they gave up, I think Allen had 280 and he had two touchdowns, right? Yeah, two. Mm-hmm. So you could go to him and Deshaun Jackson could be back. Uh, even if, I don't know if Alshon Jeffrey's going to play. If he does, he'll probably be limited. Uh, but remember, no Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard likely out, Miles Sanders out. So the weapons are diminished and it is a short week. So he'd be a little bit lower, but yeah, it's, I, I, I don't think this is a good week for the waiver wire at all. It might be the worst one of the year. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Um, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I do agree. I agree completely. Um, you know, there are obviously, there are some situations, you know, here's the funny thing for you and I, in, in the leagues that we play in. And oh, it's terrible. It's, and it's we understand horrible. that it's, we're, it's we're, we're here to help. Yeah. 
and we're here to help those in shallow formats. So we will go over some of the names that maybe have been rostered in our league for a couple of weeks, but could be available in yours. Yeah. 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 But at the quarterback position, th- this is pretty much what you got. I mean, you know, you, you could maybe go to the Gardner Minshew, but I, that's disgusting for me. Uh, yeah. You know, he, ha- he hasn't been that bad though for fantasy. No, he hasn't been terrible for fantasy, but oh, actually, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, I streamed him in against Miami, and he was atrocious. Yeah, that was a Thursday night game, short week. Uh, but the other games, he's been pretty good. He runs a little bit. I mean, last week was a little bit of a disappointment, 243, one touchdown, one pick. But he did have a rushing touchdown. Um, you know, he, he runs a little bit, not much. He's 15 to 20 yards. So... He's, he's okay, and he's uh, passed for 300 yards in three out of five games. And here's the stat that you love for Minshew. He's attempted at least 40 passes in every game this year right. as they play from behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you just you, you, you wish that – I mean, I guess if DJ Chark were healthy, I'd be more inclined to, to doing that because, I mean, let's face it, that's how Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson made their bones, uh, you know, garbage time for Jacksonville. So, yeah, Chark did have 14 targets last week. So, uh, and there was one that he uh, Minshew missed him about 50 yards. Could have been a bigger day. So, uh, I think he's okay. Cole had a decent game. Laviska had the down game. So, I mean, look, I can't, I'm not saying I love him. He's probably like 15, 16 this week at quarterback. Uh huh. All right. So, so rank these uh, waiver wire quarterbacks then: Bridgewater, Tannehill, Wentz, Herbert. Uh, Minshew, and uh, we'll throw Joe Burrow in there because I'm sure he's available in some leagues as well. All right. Uh, Herbert would be one uh-huh. for me. I love the matchup this week. I love the way he's playing, uh, especially if Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen's fine. We haven't received the update, but last week I heard them say, yeah, back spasm, so he should be good. So I'm going to go Herbert one, Tannehill two, Minshew three, Burrow four, Bridgewater five, went six. All right. Beautiful. Beautiful. I uh, I actually have him ranked very, fairly similarly there. You probably have Bridgewater a little higher, right? I have Bridgewater a sp- uh, yeah, one spot higher, actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's funny though. In, in one league where I'm streaming QBs, I have Tannehill on my roster right now. And the question is, is do I stick with him or do see, I uh, go to yeah, one of these other guys just because yeah, of the matchup? See, yeah. <laughs> I have Tannehill in one league, uh, but my other quarterback is Daniel Jones. So you know, uh, I'm so mad at myself, bro. <laughs> no, so, you, you you did not go Daniel Jones over Tannehill. No, 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 no. I Tannehill. Okay. No, watching the Dodgers game, right? And you know, I did wager alarm today. I gave Kershaw over six and a half strikeouts. He's got six. My I looked at something. Cody Bellinger has two home runs. And three at bats against Glass now, and I'm like, oh, should I put Bellinger in here like plus three fifty to home run? I'm like, eh. He went deep. <laughs> I'm so mad at myself because you know to to, at, to to predict someone to hit a home run is tough, you yeah. know, especially in the World Series off Glass now. Even though Glass now, but that was the other thing. I'm like, Glass now has given up a lot of home runs. I didn't do it, so but I'm so mad at myself because I was looking at it. I was like, wow, he's got two home runs and three at bats. It's not a lot, small, but. You know, maybe there's something there that he sees him well, and he had the big home run in Game Seven. Oh, so disgusted. All right, sorry about that. Oh, it's okay, man. <laughs> Listen, you know what? You want to uh, you want to show everybody what kind of a disappointment you are, Adam, and how disappointed <laughs> I am in you. Uh, you want to share that? You know, by all means. Thanks a lot, guys. 
you have to ask Adam seven times for what his uh, best bets are. And maybe he'll tell you that last one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I swear, I, I was like, put it almost I swear, about I swear, to light it. And I was like, eh, I mean, come on, man. To call a home run is just so tough. What are you talking about, man? I called home runs all the time. Aaron well, touches up, I'll bet you it's a home run. Well, yeah. I mean, well, for, for DFS, it's a little different. If you're telling, you know what I mean? Because if you put them in the lineup, and they could have a double and a triple. And it's like, oh, still a good day. But if you tell someone to put money on betting a home run, <laughs> the guy doesn't hit a home run. But, hey, that's why the odds were plus 350, though, right? It's not easy. That is true. That is true. Uh, we digress a little bit, but you know what? We have a tendency to do that. Please. We were in the middle of the whole week six recap and then it turned into divisions <laughs> or no divisions for like, like good 40 minutes too. like a good brawl. It was, it was a nice brawl. It was, but we're here to help you. And we're talking waiver wire. That's quarterback running back now. All right. So running back is bleak, but for those in the shallow leagues, Adam, I'll bet you Deandre Swift is floating around. I'll bet you Joshua oh, Kelly is floating around. Justin Jackson might be there too. Justin Jackson might be there. I'll tell you what, because here's here we go. The, the stage was set. You know when we talked about this, I think you and I talked about this when uh, with regard to the Jets that you know it was like Lamichael Pirine, right? And I was gonna just go bonkers if Gase gave more carries to to Frank Gore than to Lamichael Pirine, because you know you're you're at this point here with your team. You're like we're rebuilding for the future. We're looking ahead. So it's better to see what this kid has and what he's made of as opposed to trying to eke out a win that's going to be worthless in the end anyway and seeing how much this veteran has left in the tank. Now, Peterson did get, uh, you know, good complement of carries there, but they utilized Swift a lot more in this matchup. I'm kind of wondering that same thing with the Chargers. Do they turn around and say, hey, listen, we've got this kid, Kelly. We know what Justin Jackson does. We know what he's, you know, what he's been about. This is like, you know, it's like a, like a slump buster. It's Jacksonville. We're off a bye. Why not give Kelly the Rock a little bit more? Any thoughts on that? Could happen. Uh, you know, they're they're one and four, so the AFC is tough. They probably are not looking at it like they're out of it yet, but with the game on the line before their bye week, it was essentially, they were kind of rotating it. And then all of a sudden it got close. It was the fourth quarter and they just went strictly Justin Jackson and the game went to overtime. Uh, I think they were worried about Kelly fumbling because he had two fumbles in the two previous games. Right. Uh, so that's probably the issue. It's tough, man. We're, we're, we're trying to predict here. The, and Justin Jackson looked better than Kelly and it's one game. Um, so I'm ranking, Jackson slightly ahead of Kelly this week, but I have Kelly in the flex range. So I think you can use him. So it's certainly possible that happens uh, that we see maybe a split or maybe they decide, all right, let's give Kelly a little bit more. Um, if we go back to Swift this week, uh, going up against Atlanta, do we sit and watch Adrian Peterson run rough shot over Atlanta and Swift gets underutilized? It's certainly possible, but I think in a lot of leagues that I have Swift that I'm probably going to use him. Uh, and it is risky because you got to keep in mind, Detroit had 39 rushing attempts last week. That's not going to happen every week. Like the game script went 
totally in their favor uh, where they didn't need to pass the ball much. They had the lead and they ran 39 times and Swift had 14 carries. Peterson had 15. So they're not going to get that huge volume every single week. Uh, I think Swift clearly is the better back right now. Peterson is still solid considering his age. But, yeah, it's Matt Patricia, man. He comes from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. So would we be surprised if Peterson goes out there and, you know, gets five carries in the first drive and we don't see Swift at all? No. But you got to hope that they saw last week and saw over the bye that they probably gave him an opportunity to acclimate to the offense more. And he's just more explosive. So you got to hope that they find a way to use him. So I'll be using him this week. Uh, you know, they're – they're still in contention for a playoff spot. They're two and three. So they, they really need this win. Yeah. Okay. They definitely do. They definitely need it. Um, all right. <clears throat> so those are two of the top guys. Now, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Jamichael hasty. Those are the two guys from San Francisco. Raheem Mostert, uh, put onto IR. So he's out at least three weeks. Uh, do we just say we got to go back to the McKinnon? Well, because of what his usage was the last time around. That's how I'm going to have it ranked for this week as of right now, unless we hear different. I mean, we did see games where McKinnon got 17 and 21 touches. Uh, I don't know what happened last week. Uh, they gave Hasty more touches towards the end of the game, and he was nine carries for 37. Uh, a lot of those came late in the game. And you also have to remember he was going up against the, the tired defense. You know, the fresh running back comes in with legs, and we've seen this a couple times this year. And then they look good. So I, I do think Hasty is pretty impressive. I'd pick him up in deeper formats. Uh, I want to see, though, number one, does Jeff Wilson return this week? And I think Tevin Coleman's eligible to come off injured reserve. I don't know if he will be back, but that's something else to keep an eye on. Again, this is Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, we saw one week where it was McKinnon and Wilson, and they both got it done. And then the next week, we're like, oh, yeah, Wilson's okay. And he was, he was not even terrible. visible. He wasn't even there. They barely played him. He didn't. I don't even think he played a snap in the first half of the game it was, or like one or two. And it was like, wait a second, what? So we, we've seen this with Shanahan before. That we have. We have definitely seen it with Shanahan before. Um, all right. Uh, looking down a little further. What about uh, what if the Eagles, Boston Scott, Corey Clement sitting out on your waiver wire? Yeah, I mean, Scott's the preferred option. I know he disappointed earlier this year, week one against Washington, nine carries, 35 yards, two catches, 19 yards. But he's get the, he gets the Giants, and he had a couple big games against the Giants last year. So I think he's the guy, especially in PPR. And you could, you know, Clement RB3, like if you're really desperate in a deep league, um, he'll probably see about 35, 40% of the snaps. He might, he's probably more apt to get, goal line carries as well. And look, they are facing the Giants, so uh, they they can produce. But Boston Scott would be the preferred option, especially in PPR. Okay. Uh, if you're in a shallow league and Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick are available, uh, do you like one over the other this week against your Cowboys? I still prefer Gibson, but McKissick's been good in PPR, man. It's three straight weeks now. He's had double-digit points in PPR formats. He tied a season high with eight carries. Last week, uh, I don't think he gets much on the ground, but they're using him. I mean, they just don't have much of a receiver outside of Terry McLaurin. So that's why you're seeing McKissick use a lot. It's been a little disappointed with Gibson. Uh, but I think this is a game, though, where Gibson can break a couple big runs. I mean, look, we saw Kenyon Drake do absolutely nothing this year. Even in his great matchup against Carolina, who's gotten run on all season long, Drake did nothing. And then against the Cowboys, 
even with that 69-yard run with two minutes left, he still was close to 100 yards before that. So I think this could be a good game for Gibson as well. Uh, but McKissick in PPR formats, definitely. I mean, it's it's three straight weeks now. They keep using them. I, I don't know what else people need to see. I don't either. Again, that it's another one of those situations where we just we see these rookie running backs who just, you know, even teams are using, you know, strong draft capital uh, to grab these guys. And they just they don't like them in this first season. I don't know if that's the shortened preseason that a lot of these head coaches are hedging themselves, but. Um, it's really, it's, it's become quite bothersome. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, for fantasy purposes, uh, it's really starting to suck balls because, you know, it's like, I've got these guys, I'm not going to drop them off my roster. Uh, yet they're just not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, with acres, he's been banged up. Um, Swift was a little banged up in the preseason and then it's again, Patricia and they love, Antonio, uh, Adrian Peterson, Gibson. I, I can't explain it because I saw some quotes from, I think, Rivera a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, we're happy with him or blah, blah, blah. Um, I think one of the things that might be an issue for him that I've seen on a couple runs is his vision is not great. Because remember, he didn't play a lot of running back in college. So that might be one of the issues. He's more of an athlete at this point. Right. So I think his vision is a little bit of a problem right now. Maybe that's something they want to see him get better at. But uh yeah, he's had a couple games of 13 carries, and I, I think you would just want to see him more involved in the passing game. But once they get near the goal line, you know, he's going to get those carries. So I think this is a week against Dallas. You know, they should be able to move the football. I think McLaurin's going to have a huge game this week. Uh, so this could be a game where, where Gibson gets you two rushing touchdowns. So I think you have to stick with him for this week. All right. I will, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, but yeah, I definitely will. Um, anybody else out there? Maybe Gio Bernard, Joe Mixon hurt his foot. You got Damian Harris, uh, Rex Burkhead might be available. Any of those guys uh, doing it for you? Uh, not really. I mean, you kind of have to be desperate at this point. I'm pretty desperate. Uh, there are teams that are. There's no question about it, man. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty desperate. Um, all right. Well, so, so, so you're giving me nothing. You're giving me nothing. Well, G, I mean, I haven't seen any update on you Mixon. You love Gio. Well, not really. I mean, if Mixon's out, we don't know. We haven't seen any. That's the thing. We might. Wednesday's key because this happens all the time, which is why I hate when people ask me Tuesday starts sit because Wednesday what happens is guys show up to the facility and we found out, oh, this guy's got some injury. Like, wait, what? I never saw that happen during a game because it could. They, they could tweak an ankle and then all of a sudden it swells up the next day and then they come back to the facility. Yeah, I got an ankle injury. Uh, my knee's hurting. It was fine. Then it swelled up the next day. So, yeah, Wednesday is key, man, because sometimes you find out injuries that we didn't even know about. Yeah, that is definitely true. Definitely true. By the time you guys are listening to this, hopefully you will have, uh, you know, that in, in your head already. Um, and you'll be able to have ca caught some of the news and you're catching – uh, what we've got here. All right. So trashy there at the back end of the running back position. Let's look at wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we went over some names on the fantasy alarm show who I like. Um, but I mean, the question is, is are they really going to be available to you? T Higgins. I definitely like um, Henry Ruggs coming back off a of bye week here. Um, you know, because otherwise I'm looking at names like Keelan Cole, Cole Beasley, Tim Patrick. Any of those do it for you? 
Uh, Patrick does. Uh, you know, he's put up some pretty good numbers. Uh, the past three games, four for 43 and a touchdown, seven for 113 and a touchdown, eight for 101. Uh, so, you know, he he kind of seems to be the number one there. Even You get more targets than Judy. So he definitely stands out. Cole, I don't love. I mean, yeah, he had a good game last week, but it's going to be sporadic. Uh, I don't know. T. Higgins for sure, though. Oh, you mentioned him too. Definitely. I mean, I, I can't. I have to think he's owned in a lot of leagues by now, but uh, he would be one. Uh, Rugs also. Those two are obvious. But then of the last few names, Patrick stands out to me. And Mike Williams, if he's available, get him. I talked about this a couple oh, weeks ago. Yeah. I knew he was going on by. I mean, that guy is just – look, I've always been a huge fan of Mike Williams, and I was down on him this year because I was a little worried about – I was actually worried about all the Chargers receivers because I didn't know, you know, would Taylor – would they open up the offense with him? Would they keep a conservative? And then obviously they made the change to Herbert because of Taylor getting the injection from the doctor wrong. Uh, who could have seen that coming? But I got to say, I mean, Herbert's – giving a boost to everyone like Keenan Allen. Now you feel great about and Mike Williams. I know Keenan Allen left that game, but Herbert's not afraid to take shots downfield and they have a really good schedule. Uh, so Williams is a guy that he only needs a couple catches to really come through. And you saw that outstanding catch on the yeah. sideline between Huge. two. The guys are just, he's a, he's a physical freak, man. So definitely add him. I, I, I put in some high dollar bids for him uh, last week and I missed out and I, Kind of like, man, maybe I should have went higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I, I've got him in a couple of places. I went after him in a, you know in a couple of places where he was. Um, yeah, it's just it's such a he's such a tough guy. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. He's a, he's an incredible physical specimen. It's just been so up and down that it's just been so unreliable for me that I'm just. But like, now, but I think it's going to get better now with Herbert at quarterback. Uh, he he was banged up uh, even late in that game that, against the Saints, man. You saw the way he landed. I was like, oh, no, this guy's hurt again. The last play <laughs> of the game where was it Lattimore who made the great tackle to keep him shy the first time? I think it was Marshawn Lattimore. I was like, oh, man, please don't be hurt. And I don't even have him anywhere. I just <laughs> love watching him play, man. I mean, like I, the last two years, I've been drafting him like crazy. I mean, I took him early last year and he burned me, but. I just love Mike Williams as a player. I think he's a really good start this week. I think he's a great start this week as well. I am. Uh, I'm definitely in on him. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up with some tight end talk. Now we've, we've talked about this. The tight end position is absolute trash. Um, I will have to say that, uh, that if Anthony Ferkser is sitting on your, on your waiver wire right now with John U being banged up, uh, that's a guy who I would look at. I would look to see if Hayden Hurst, uh, was dropped in your league. I would check him out. Uh, and then actually, you know what, Adam? I mean, I know that this is still a little, you're still a little raw from this. You're not feeling good. But Dalton Schultz, right? Like, do, do the Cowboys have to shorten up the passing game uh, because the offensive line is giving no protection? And maybe, just maybe, Dalton Schultz uh, gets some quick routes? Yeah, he's fine he could be used again the Cowboys are going to have to pass a ton Dalton threw 54 passes that night probably won't be as much against Washington this week I don't see Washington running away with this game but then again it's the Cowboys and they're already complaining about how McCarthy is garbage and the coaching staff sucks so that's that's a great side um, I don't know why 
Jets players don't complain about Gase, but I guess everyone knows it's obvious. No one needs to say anything. Yeah, uh, handwriting's on the wall right there. Yeah, I mean, but McCarthy, it's already a disaster. You could tell, though. Like, all you need to do is watch the games, and you're like, have these guys practiced? Do they have any idea of what's going on? Like, no one's in the right place. It's just – it's terrible. It's like chaos out there. So we didn't need those comments to figure that out. I would check to see if Dallas Goddard's available. I don't think he plays this week. Uh, because it's a short week, but with Ertz out several weeks, people might have dropped Gertz, uh, Goddard a couple weeks ago. Look at him. Uh, Logan Thomas, not a bad play this week against the Cowboys. Uh, but I agree on Ferkser. I Please, Jonu, please play. I have him in so many leagues. And he hurt me this week. Getting 2.3, I mean, it cost me a couple wins, but I will take it as long as the injury is not serious. That's the initial report. Not a high ankle sprain. You, you, he was taping it up, running on the sideline. I was like, oh, maybe he comes back. He didn't. You just got to hope that it's not too bad. But, yes, I mean, Ferkser is getting the target. Ferkser is getting the targets, man. So if uh, John was out, yeah, he's going to be uh, close to a tight end one this week. Yeah, I would uh, I would actually love it. So you ready for this one in the uh, in the Independence Day Invitational, Sirius XM Independence Day? Now, granted, I have no idea what the score is because – uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, I have no idea what the score is because for some reason this platform won't expand, but it's a two tight end league. And I went to the waiver wire last week because Hunter Henry was on a bye and uh, and I picked up Ferkser. Wow. How about that one, right? And you played him? Yeah. Wow. I picked well, him up and that's played him. It's a two tight end league, bro. Yeah. You're like, ah, you're probably like, well, I'm desperate. So, and That's then exactly what I said. Yeah. And you said nothing goes your way. See, you got a little luck. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> um, all right. Any more tight ends to add? Um, is is Adam Shaheen the uh the No, new... they're on buy anyway. No, don't do it. <laughs> well, let's not forget he's probably owned in a lot of leagues, but super flex leagues to a now that he's going to start. Oh, all right. I want to get your thoughts here on the Tua start. But before we get that, uh, what I want to do is I want to give a shout out to our friends over at, at Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, the DFS site you guys should be playing on, and here's why. <laughs> do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. You know what else MonkeyKnifeFight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. 
All right, so Adam, I got to get your thoughts here. Now, it seems to me like this was like a pre-planned thing. You know, it was like before the season started, they were like, all right, wherever we are, regardless of where we are, at week eight, when we have our, at week seven, when we have our bye week, we turn the second half of the season over to Tua. We are, you know, rebuilding technically. And while, yes, we might be competitive uh, with teams, we do, it's it's about developing Tua for the future. Um, they're three and three right now. And they announce that Fitzpatrick is going to the bench, that Tua is going to be starting. Give me your thoughts, not just on on that move, but really, what are we looking at as far as fantasy value for Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Gesicki, uh, even Miles Gaskin? Uh, I agree with you. I think they knew this was coming. I think this was the plan all along. And I think Fitzpatrick knew it, too. I mean, he's been very supportive of being the mentor for Tua. Uh, he's been you know, pretty vocal and helping him. So I think this was planned all along. And they realize, okay, fine, maybe we make the playoffs, but that's not really, they're not winning a championship this year. This is all about Tua being the future, and you're kind of blinding yourself if you keep rolling with Fitzpatrick. We've we've seen Fitzpatrick when we think it's all great, and then all of a sudden, three interceptions. And he's fun to watch. He's been good for fantasy, but I think I'm fine with this move. I think it makes sense. They clearly feel that Tua is ready and healthy. Obviously, they brought him in late in the game. I thought he threw two passes. Uh, he's also a left-handed quarterback, so I think this is good for the receivers to adjust to that. You you know, they get two weeks now. Uh, here's the bye, perfect time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's not like for fantasy, you know, Parker's been fine. Preston Williams has been disappointing. He's been a little bit better, but he hasn't had the volume. Part of that is they've had a couple games where they've been ahead. Uh, so I don't think it really changes anything drastically uh, for any of the players. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, there you go. We're going to have to say, take a look at those new look dolphins next week. That's going to do it for us here today. Best of luck to all of you on your waiver wire. Uh, enjoy the world series, all sorts of fun stuff going on right now in the wonderful world of sports. Uh, Adam and I will be back tomorrow to start off with a, a little bit of a DFS preview. Uh, looking ahead to uh, to this week's game. So uh, thanks so much to Adam, as always. Thanks to Shannon Blunt, our, uh, our editor, who's going to help us out here. Uh, I'm Howard Bender. This has been the Annie Up Podcast. We'll catch you next time.